Well, let's get this over with. I have to go down and look over the new deer. Okay, Santa. Now let's try out the new elf song I wrote. And remember, it's for Santa. And the one and the two and the three-a. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Hello, mistletoads! Christmas time is about the familiar and the time tested. That's why this Christmas we present the timeless family classic, Elves. Sure, it might be the same old story about a purebred Aryan virgin staving off the advances of a violent Nazi elf who wants to breed an army of elf-human hybrids and can only be defeated by the kind and gentle recovering alcoholic Grizzly Adams. Just like Grandma's Christmas! Happy Horror Days! Hello and welcome to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. <laughs> that did not sound very terrifying. I am Chris Honeywell, I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here with three other horror fiends. Uh, to my right, I've got them Jack and Eddie boys, Luke, Jack, and Eddie. Don't give me that Joe Friday bullshit. And Jason, Jack, and Eddie. Santa said oral. and speaking of oral we've got chris tyler the hair metal hero yeah you got fucking big tits and i'm gonna tell everybody i saw them (laughs) i thought you were i bet you thought i was gonna say speaking of elves and yeah in contrast you're not gonna know by these uh quotes Uh, probably unless that's a great line right there uh, despite what you know, you might have heard this is not the James Cameron action sequel to the 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 movie a few years ago called Elf, which was a light <laughs> comedy. This this is Elves. Oh God! Something um, completely different. Now now, Chris, do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> Although it years should have ago. been called Elf. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Seriously. Now, and if Will Chris, Ferrell played the title role, it would have been far <laughs> superior. <laughs> yes. um, a few years ago, Chris, when back in the day on Two True Freaks, when you and Scott Gardner would do your monthly Monday shows, and you all had an introduction. Yes. You mean just like our regular introduction? Okay. Okay. Yo, you there, though? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys would do the you guys would do the introduction, and. It had a, um, uh, it, you got, you had edited in the sound clips after yes. each of your names there. I found a new one in this video for you. If you ever go back and revisit that, where it said <laughs> starring Chris Honeywell, you demented, perverted son of a bitch. You make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I am no 
it. <laughs> and so, what even makes this greater is that that line is not just spoken by anyone. Oh, no. Oh, no. That line is spoken by Dan Haggerty. Yeah. That's right. Grizzly Adams is I in this movie. I, 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 just a little background of how this, well, well, it is Christmas time and it is Christmas is upon us as you hear this. So that's one reason why. But the reason, particularly elves, is just. I I was like, you know, if I if I can, we were talking about we should probably do a Christmas movie for Christmas time. And and it, the easiest thing is if it's on YouTube, then everybody can watch it. So I just like started looking for Christmas horror movies that we hadn't watched on YouTube. And then my determination as to whether to throw them up in the group as to whether we should watch them was uh Basically, does it have a beginning? Yes. Does it have an end? Yes. It's a whole movie. Is it in English? Yes. Okay. It's a contender. We got a contender here. <laughs> so I can't remember what the other movies were, but there was another. Um, there was. Well, there was Jack Frost. Jack Frost, the not the Michael Keaton one, the other one. Who? And you put up, I think, Don't Open Till Christmas, which is uh, yes. that movie. If you've never seen it is uh, this movie is nuts. That movie's just bananas. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> it's Yeah. Literally. But, uh, but yeah, so, so this one really came out of far left field, and I use that term literally as... Uh, or you know, maybe you would want to say far right field since it does well, you know, it's, it's a that, Nazi eugenics experiment. Yeah, but it, it's that whole national socialist aspect of it, oh. but I'm not going to get into a uh, <laughs> yes. into a political argument here, but yeah, but... The, sure, the sure Elf enough, Collective. The Elf Collective. <laughs> okay. but, the but okay. Dan, Utopian Elf Collective. Yes. The Utopian but, Nazi <laughs> Socialist <laughs> Elf Collective. Right. Yeah, That's so, the sequel. I mean, again, but you've got so a movie that is ostensibly okay. So the first, you know, you look at the poster. It says Dan Haggerty in Elf. So they know they know which side they, they know their market. Okay, Dan Haggerty's in this movie. We're putting it right up front. Okay, <laughs> and you've got you know this this elf arm breaking out of a, uh, a Christmas package. He's untying himself. They're not working for Santa. Dot 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 anymore. I'm not sure that that's the right catchphrase i don't yeah. know what the anymore part is it's according like, oh, to the wait. lore for this they never did did they, they never did exactly so yeah. you think you think you're oh this okay you're looking at this you're like okay dan haggerty's in this it's got this is like a gremlins ripoff right yeah it's like that version of gremlins that has you know incest and nazism and ancient <laughs> prophecies and all that shit yeah that version of gremlins is what this is grandpa's so, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, all hang the on. nazi accents in this are so terrible <laughs> Yeah, just the oh, yeah, worst no. Nazi accents ever. So Luke's mentioned it a couple times. Let's just get this out out there. So there's literally a line in the movie that says, "The man in the study is your grandfather and your father." Hit the music stinger, right? Literally, literally okay. bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. And, and what what's great is that that's that's Deon that's Deanna Lund. Yes. Who, if you're like me, you know her from Land of the Giants. Yes. And if you ever yeah. and and. Now, I don't know. I've never seen Dr. Goldfoot in the Bikini Machine, but she's in that oh, also. But if you ever want to see Deanna Lund, you know, like totally bare ass naked, buck ass nude, front and back, this, this, this is a good choice because I can tell you it's like, wow, Deanna Lund still, I mean, because she was born in 1937. So by 1989, you know, she's, 
she's getting on, which is like, she, she still looks pretty damn hot, you know? Oh, and then yeah, uh, she's, she's getting on into my dreams, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then, uh, action going. So she it's, plays, it's the, it's the full, uh, spin drift, so to speak, you know, that we get with her in this movie. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so, so she, plays, the... she plays the, she plays the mother, right? And, and you learn very quickly that she's not the stepmother. She's, the actual mother, because she had her when she was, she had her daughter when she was 16, right? These numbers don't add up properly. I'm just saying, like, if she's like, <laughs> looking at how old she is and how this, Jason, how did this? No, no, nothing adds up properly no, in no, this. No. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to like, I'm like, well, she was 16. How is this girl supposed to be okay, right? So the problem is, is that literally in this movie, it's it, it's they the the grandfather who. It's just a guy who's clearly not old. He's like the same age as everybody else. He just has like powder on him or whatever, trying to make him look old. He's now uh, had an incestual relationship with his daughter and she's pregnant because they're trying to produce a pure offspring. Um, it sounds like hemophilia to me. A but, pure uh, vessel. Know, kind of, pure yeah, vessel. pure vessel, right? Whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have, because you're trying to make a Nazi assassin team, which are elves, right? So well, they're, the well, that's they're not they're not elves. They are not elf, and they are not human. An elf-human hybrid of Nazi okay. assassins. But the but the the thing is, when <laughs> when we learn all this at this point in the movie, we're learning this when Dan Haggerty confronts the professor. It's literally Christmas Eve dinner. There are children sitting at the table as he's going yes. through this, oh and I'm God. like. Did any, can someone think of the children? Like, uh, I think that was the wittiest scene in the whole movie, like the best <laughs> acted scene, because it was so surreal, because he breaks into their house, has this conversation, and the guy's like, okay, we're going to have this conversation, has it in front of their kids, and then it even had uh, decent punchlines with the kids saying, are there, el- are there really elves? It's elves. <laughs> it was that that scene like that 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 shot like was a, maybe a particular maybe the actors were all maybe Dan Haggerty was less drunk. How torturous yeah, must it have been for Dan Haggerty to be playing a guy who's a dry drunk, a reformed alcoholic, and he's so obviously like buzzed through the whole movie? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's what I mean. He, he, I think he smokes in every scene he's in. Yes, I oh, mean, I, I like at one point when he's sitting there. You know, not with not with a, a a pack of cigarettes on the table. No, with the carton of cigarettes no, sitting next to him on the table. Carton around with him. So why yeah, go down through on the him table so quick. next to him. Yeah. Like, I oh, mean, is this guy leaving soon? Is, I don't think so. He put down a whole carton on the library. I table. mean, you know, the the thing is with with Haggerty and this is that. I mean, okay, other than Deanna Lund, who has a relatively small role in this, we'll get into her insanity in a minute. Haggerty. Yeah, there's a lot there. So, here, there is. But Haggerty is as as bizarre and innate as this movie is. Haggerty is really good in this. He is giving this his all. And, you know, he his his delivery is better than everybody else. Like you say, he he's just, you know, buzzed his way through this movie. But he looks like he's having a great time being this, you know, alcoholic ex-cop who's now, uh, you know, pounding the pavement to help this girl out and all that. It's like, man, I, I mean, I really liked Haggerty, and I like Haggerty in general, so I may just be more prone. But I'll be honest. The most important thing that makes us a Christmas movie, he's the mall Santa. He's the mall Santa. But he doesn't get to spend much time in a Santa suit, though, unfortunately. It gets peed on right away. 
But you know what? This, as I was watching this, I concocted in my head how we can take, you know, Mike McGavin, as played by Dan Haggerty in the movie Elves, and turn this into a franchise. Oh, oh yeah, he could so be the new. Throughout... He could be the new um, Darren McGavin. Well, but see, here's the thing: all throughout the movie, uh, Kirsten, you know, he introduces himself as Mike. He calls, she calls him Santa the entire time, right? Okay, yeah. so he goes as a he's a department store Santa. He gets mixed up with some supernatural who's a what's it? And uh, he and he helps people out and delivers some uh, some two fisted justice to some Nazis. But what if what if gentle listener, if instead of at the end of this movie, he doesn't just ride off into the sunset, what if he takes that Santa suit? Because the department store is closed, obviously, because there was a goddamn massacre there. He gets that suit dry clean. Eight fucking people are dead. He gets the suit dry. Yeah. He he gets that suit dry cleaned and he goes on to the next town. He becomes a mall Santa there and he finds new supernatural things that he gets mixed up with. And then he does it again and goes to another town. And and so now Mike McGavin, he's just known as Santa. And he goes from town to town, righting wrongs as the mall Santa and helping out the little people in the world that get ground underneath the foot of, foot of big corporations or perhaps supernatural Nazi elves. Or and just whoever this, happens to be haunting that mall. Like it could be a giant bear. Hmm? Yes. And maybe he's going to wrestle the bear. And maybe the mall is on a mountain. But you see how this works. Oh, oh my God. God. I need Santa this. Santa goes from town to town. I'm going to, you know what? Um, we're coming, and every November is, you know, National Write a Novel Month. Uh, I'm going to give this a shot, I think. We're going to see. Do it. Pound I want this to work. I need this to be a series so that it can cross over with Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry meets the Hebrew hammer, perhaps, but. Okay, so I got two questions I wrote down on the back of this card that I need to have Only two? Yeah. No, these, these, I, these are the two main questions I have about this film. Shoot. Wow. One, here's, here's one. Why was the radio literally three inches from the bathtub? Well, where else would you put it? Because no. because we had it's it was Chekhov's. We knew that by the end of that scene that she was going to be the doing the bathtub radio boogaloo. You know that's yes. what I'm definitely is, where it's going. Why is it not a little further away? Like literally, it's almost falling in the tub as she's turning it on. And why like, do they have a radio station wherever they live that plays popular Nazi music? Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that. Just wondering about the, 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 I thought uh, I thought it was like I thought it was like an orchestral Christmas music she was listening to. In it that. was. It was yeah, something, it is yeah, yeah, something, uh, yeah. Yeah, some, yeah. something 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 uh, public domain and cheap. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't listening yeah. to Wagner or anything, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and the other question. Okay, so we've established that the grandfather has now raped the mother, and and, and incestually made the daughter. Where'd the son come from? Mm, that's what yeah. I'm wondering about because he's a bit younger, so that would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not like they're like they were twins or whatever. Like he got what he needed, which was a the the you know the, the offspring, whatever. Like, like, so I wonder where the son came. I mean, because I mean, we we all know he's not a he's not a what is he? I'm not what, I'm not queer. I like tits. I look at yeah. looking at girls' tits, and you got big ones, and I was like, oh my god, like what, like. I felt like this movie was, and Luke will know this reference, it kind of reminded me of Hobgoblins. Yes. Like, where there's not really a story, 
but you're kind of like, yeah, what's going on here? Like, you know, if you if folks, if you've never seen Hobgoblins, um, I don't think there's any way to see it without watching the misty of it. And literally, you shouldn't watch it without them people talking over it. Um, but literally, like this reminds me of Hobgoblins. That's what. I, that's yeah, what it's, it's about it's about that level of production. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, the, well, this the, is yeah. It's before the days where like. Like, like if somebody made this movie in the late 90s or into the 2000s, you know, it would be sort of gaggy thing that it's like, oh, and it's a Nazi experiment gone wrong in elves. And they would do it as sort of this like really sort of cheesy sort of thing. I don't I don't think that's what they were going for with this. I think they were going for it sort of straight up. I no, mean, they this, obviously this knew this was is, a cheesy yeah, movie, movie, but it's this movie more doubles down on like instead of being like let's play to the funnier aspects of the story which is everything they were like let's sort of double down let's sort of just double down on the evilness of it uh, just sort of like you know the like uh oh, what was it the you know the girls at the beginning and now we now convene you know the meeting of the yeah. sisters of anti christmas and it's just sort of like bad natured in in all all respects and i mean even even the protagonist is sort of this down on it i mean the guy gets lo- locked out of I, his I, trailer and instead yeah, of breaking I have back a, into I have his a, own trailer he, he tries to i have a yeah i have a question about that if you have i mean that trailer is not on a lot right Okay, so the way that okay, so again, some of our listeners may not be from the south, so I'm gonna just you know fill you in here. <laughs> the way a trailer park works, okay, is that you bring the trailer or the manufactured home and you put it on a lot, okay, so that you have to pay the lot rent. Right. Okay, the trailer is yours. If now if you're buying now if you have bought a man, pre-manufactured home that's on a piece of property, that's different. This is neither of those situations. This is literally like a travel trail. It's like an airstream, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. I don't think you can be evicted from a travel trailer because it's not an actual residence. You, you know, know what? That's I, more I, like I, something it's, you it's rent from your friend. It's got a license plate on it. I mean, yeah, yeah, all you had to put on that sign instead of notice of eviction was notice of repossession. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or something, or, you know, or your friend comes out of his house and goes, sorry, dude, I had to lock up the trailer. You haven't paid rent in four months. I told you, I know you're my buddy and all, but, you know, you're going to have to go live with the bear again. <laughs> but you know what? For all this awful things happening to to McGovern, he, he is so good natured to everyone he meets. He tells everyone, thank you. You've been a big help and Merry Christmas. Yep. Yep. He is just like he's like you know what I'm gonna be the change I want to see in the world. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, but when know. he gets a chance, he's just he, like with that light. What was it? It was like first he punches him and he's like, "Are you a Nazi? Are you looking for the elf?" And then he's like, "How many teeth do you have?" You know. Yeah. So he does enjoy beating on. He does enjoy his dirty hairy side. What's funny about that is he's in his car. I had to watch the scene twice because I was yes. like, that, that, <laughs> that just makes sense because I don't think it made sense. And it had to back it up. It didn't. And it was like, he's in his car, okay, and his lighter doesn't work or his radio doesn't work. So he starts beating on the dashboard and the bomb falls out. So he, the bomb like just falls into his hand. It's like just a little <laughs> like handheld bomb. You could have just chucked that sucker right out the window. 
Instead, yeah. he jump he throws the bomb into the car and like yeah. jumps out of the car and lets it blow up. Now that did fool the Nazi. That's why the, I did it. I, I, I guess I. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know what though, McG- McGovern's playing chess, and all the Nazis are just playing checkers. I mean, I think that's just plain from yeah. every scene in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the the only decent Nazi in there was just the. It was only from a visual sense because they found the guy who was like seven and a half feet tall who had to duck to get under the doorways. He was the one who and looked what, like a good movie Nazi. And yeah. what was up with him? Because the grandfather shoots him twice. And he no-sells getting shot until he knocks the grandfather out of his chair, and then he collapses. He d- Because There's... he's got that German stick to where he's going to complete whatever <laughs> he's going to do before he goes out. So he, he has to taller. Like... It, it takes longer for everything to shut down. You know, there's more, uh, no, there's more, yeah, there's more nerve endings I've got to run through, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, it was, it was, a lot of stuff was, it was poorly edited. So like, I, like it took, when, like at the end when, like, you don't know if Grizzly, if, if Dan Haggerty dies or lives. Nope. And I was just like, at one point when he's talking to the kid, you know, here, take the crystal to your sister. Um, I was just like, oh, he got shot, too. I, did, I, I didn't pick that up somehow. Yeah, the tall there. guy shoots him when he's pounding on the other guy on the ground. I think. Because, again, and, I did. Again, yeah, it looked like it. But it's like he just kind of fell over when the guy pointed at him. So. I think Dan Haggerty was just naturally sort of a Grizzly Adams kind of guy because I noticed when, like, he's always has a softness about his acting, but, like, whenever he acted in a scene where people are being nice to each other or or especially with with a kid, whenever he's talking to a kid in there, he perks up uh, extra a little bit. I think he was sort of, I think he was, is he still alive? No, Dan Haggerty passed away in uh, 2016. He's he was I think he was a uh, like probably like a Michael Landon sort of guy he you know yeah. sort of actor where he was just sort of a good natured guy who's like you know what wanted to always put something I mean obviously like Michael Landon would never take this role because he'd be <laughs> punching people's teeth in and using swear words and stuff like that but yeah I just I just always pick that up from no matter what you put Dan Haggerty in he's always got that sort of soft side. Yeah, yeah, I can so, see that. That's I an mean, album you know, right there. That's a '70s like easy listening album. The, the soft side, side. of Dan soft Haggerty. Side. Well, you know, Haggerty actually got got started um, in film and TV as a uh, doing um, you know like animal wrangling. You know, oh. so he, he came in. He kind of came in from the he's an, an, an animal odd person. direction. Yeah, yeah, he's an animal guy in that, and he and he got work as a stunt man. That's why the cat. Guy. That's why the cat is so relaxed in this movie. Yeah. That cat is mellow. How how you can slip properly. How you can (laughs) slip slip a bag on a cat like that, and and then just have it just sort of like just sort of tip in its feet a little bit as you carry it around, and then just quietly quietly let you drown it in the toilet. That was the easiest cat, most mellow cat drowning. (laughs) It made me think that cat did not want to live because... (laughs) Meow, I don't know how I'm going to take care of these kittens. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it all. I mean, the the first part of that, where Deanna Lund puts the cat in the pillowcase, I've had to put a cat in a pillowcase, and depending on... And I'm serious, part of the, the... 
<laughs> well, here's the thing. If you, if you need, let, let's say that you're, let's say you're moving and you don't have a kitty carrier or you've got multiple cats that you're moving, you can put a cat in a pillowcase and drive them, you know, a short ways, and it's not it's not harmful for them because you're be concerned right now, Luca. <laughs> no, no, this is this is back. This this is years ago when, uh, you know, my tea, my my wife has you know she's had to move a cat and this you know put her cat in a pillowcase and she was an older cat so she didn't really care. That part didn't really surprise me, but yes, the whole. I mean, obviously, it's an animatronic in inside it's the bag. Just it's just something like motor. stuffed animal, yeah, right. It's, it's just a stuffed animal with some gears or something making it move around. But yeah, it's like, it's like. Let me tell you something. Every cat I've ever had, you put them near the sink. <laughs> yes. They start freaking out and flipping out. I had a cat once. I swear, I am not making this up. This cat was so freaked out by the sink that she literally jumped. Six feet straight in the air. Like from, like I dropped her on the ground. I went to grab her. She jumped straight up, flat-footed, six feet, because she would jump above my head. That's how freaked <laughs> out she was by the sink. Now, not being in water, mind you, just yeah. the sink. <laughs> so <laughs> Yes, they, did, they didn't even bother to dub, like, cat sound. Like, rah, 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 yeah. you, you know, or just... You know, all, you could have pantomimed that shot from behind, splashed a lot of water around, and and really sold it. You know, like, like fucking Herbert West knows how to deal with a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 how you deal with it. I was yeah. gonna say cats not cats are not having a good run. Cats are not having a good run here on the vault lately. So and that, yeah, and and, that, and and people who party with their boyfriends at mall are, are not having a good run, right? Two in a row. <laughs> but like that, the whole cat part of it is just like this weird little it doesn't make any sense we know that she loves her cat and that's it and then, and then the mom kills the cat she looks for the cat and then we never hear anything about it till the mom like looks at the dad goes i killed her cat oh well, yeah. well we that, get... that's right the monster does dig up her cat and wave it in front of her mm, right <laughs> but but it could but you know we didn't it could have just been the elf tapping on the window it didn't need to be Here's your dead kitty. Meow. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got his hand up his ass like as a Mario, like as a puppet. Yeah, it's, like sale. Oh, it, it's like Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. Meow. <laughs> I was thinking like Salem's Lottie just takes the cat's claws and goes, scratch, scratch, scratch. Let me in. <laughs> Billy, let me in. <laughs> but there's all sorts of weird little dead ends. You know, the monster attacks her son or the, the son early on, and that's just sort of happen it's just sort of a happen it's like this weird happening where they don't build up to it or anything everybody's in the other room they hear him scream and then they just cut to a shot of the thing on top of him like ah, with its <laughs> everything in its body like its whole head is unarticulated it never changes it's very it's alive but at least larry cohen knew how to like put some vaseline <laughs> on the lens and shoot it from a different bar you know <laughs> But that's part of the fun of it, you know, at that point when you realize it's like I did, like as soon as I saw Dan Haggerty, I was just like, oh, good. Something's ha <laughs> something's happening with this movie. And then by yeah. the midway point when it's Nazis, I was like, OK, a lot's happening with this movie. Yeah, sort of. that's what I said. When you, when you put the thing out this morning, like, oh, I'm like, I'm not even halfway through it. I'm like, it's wait, it's going to change. Like yeah. there's there's the middle. You gotta get to like what the 
what? Like, literally, this movie could have had anything else. But, like, if you had said, this is a Nazi Christmas movie, you're like, all right. I don't know if it is. But it just it's just funny how it's like, it could have picked anything else. They didn't have to be Nazis. They could have just been, like, like some weird religion. Nope. Nope, Nazis. Nazis we're gonna go with because everyone hates the Nazis. You know, there was there, there was there was it was weird because it's not a very Christmassy movie. You no. know what I mean? It doesn't have a lot of Christmas feel like it, like Gremlins did or so, or something like that. It just so happens it happens near Christmas and that's when she's supposed to mate with the elf in the prophecy or yeah, whatever. Well, but they well, easily yeah, the Christmas the Christmas aspect the Christmas. is only. It's only because it's an elf. I mean, that's literally the only connection. Yeah, well, they. Could that's have the only reason any... it needs to be set there. It could be. It could be. Oh, she has to has to consummate at the at the midnight on the the solstice or something like that or they, the equinox. Were they calling it a troll before they figured out it was an elf anyway? Yeah. Like, I mean, right. they could have taken the, this movie could have easily not had a single Christmas element there in, in it and still been the entire same movie pretty exactly. much. It could have been Troll Three. It wouldn't have been Sa- Santa, and you wouldn't would have, have had a seen a Santa getting stabbed in the dick. The old <laughs> Santa, not Dan yeah. Hagerty, but Dan Hagerty makes it through the movie. This could well, have that, been that troll three. Kind of a curve, so he he got his comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you because they of course blame her. Like they literally they have the an incident in the mall. She goes and back. And then they drop her. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like, you have an incident at the mall. She's back at work where everyone can see her. She's a waitress in the freaking like uh, the eatery there and like the friendlies or whatever, right? And somehow she broke away from there and stabbed the guy in the dick till he died. Like I'm just <laughs> saying, I just like. Look, I'm all for a good conspiracy, but I think that's a little much. That's what I'm saying. A, a, a lot of horrible murders took place in town, and, and the worst the cops did was tell tell Santa not to leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, they basically the, were just like, we're watching you with everybody as they haul away the bodies, you know, in, in the slaughter <laughs> in the mall. Involving it's, it's, not one, a, it's not even a mall. It's a department store. Literally everything yeah. happens in this department store. So it's like at like a big Macy's or something. So it's like the cafeteria. It's like the uh, it's like the Woolworths, uh, right? That yeah. the, 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 the cafeteria at the Wool. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. The cafeteria at the Woolworths. Yeah. Or uh, so, where? What's the uh, what? What's the what, what's the one that um, that Beverly Goldberg loves to shop at? Uh, I'm blanking on the name. The old that old department store. But uh, yeah, that that's exactly like what it Woolworths is. Woolworths. You, you go or there. Something? No, no, no. It's it's. No, no, it's not. Ah, uh, God, it'll come to me. It'll come to me after yeah. I finish the episode. But you but know, they, they probably have a really good chicken salad at that oh, at yeah. this place where she's yeah. working. You know. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely it's it's definitely like an it's like the Eaton Park. It's like right there. It's it's in the store. It's just you know it's like it's like it used to be. It's old fashioned. We here yeah. at Pepper's Farm remember what it's like. You remember rich. when certain people weren't allowed to vote? We at Pepper's <laughs> Farm remember. <laughs> I, love uh, that, I love that Luke knows exactly where I'm going with every one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I just set him up and I, see, I do it with dad. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, dad, you have to. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this movie, like, like I said before, this movie definitely reminds me of, of uh, Hobgoblins. Um, this movie could never have been shown on Misty. They'd have to cut the crap out of it because there's too much, like there's nudity and like killing and like dick stabbing and stuff like that um but this could definitely be a movie i think that if you were to riff the riff this thing it like it sets itself up it like gives you clear like riffing elements that are just oh, yeah. right there for you um hmm. 
And yet, when I started watching him, like, I, I, like I'm literally ten minutes and go, have I seen this before? I literally feel like I've seen this movie before, and I'm like, huh? Like I knew there was going to be Nazis. I'm like, did I? How did I ever watch this? I don't think this movie. I know, I know it had to come out at some point because someone had to take it off of VHS to put it on to on you know, YouTube. But I don't ever remember seeing this movie before. Right? No. I definitely don't own it. I mean, I know I, that I, I, somebody told me there's a riff tracks to it that they'd just seen a riff tracks to it. Of elves. Yes. It could be. I'm looking it look, up now. I'm looking at because yep. I own. Is there? Oh, then, now no, I they're see. asking. They're, somebody's asking them to do it, please. Oh. <laughs> okay, oh. Because yeah, if they're it's, it's tracks of it, ripe. I mean, I it's ripe. I could see right now. The thing is, Rift Tracks tends not to do. They do do horror movies because Rift Tracks is, uh, you know, it's not like whatever, you know. Um, but they they do kind of try to shy away from. Uh, you know, stuff gets too rapey. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that, that was the whole thing with um, with uh, the Samurai side hackers. Oh, side hackers, right? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Side, well, with Misty, the side hackers, <clears throat> where you know they 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 beat up and murder the girl, and they're like, well, that was where they said, crap, we have to actually watch all of these movies all the way through before we agree to do them. But uh, but yeah, Samurai Cop, same thing. They they cut yeah, out the, uh, the really questionable bits. Well, because we saw Samurai Cop. Uh, in the Luke and I saw Rift Tracks live. We saw Samurai Cop, and I turned to him. And I said, "Oh shit! They cut the whole scene." He goes, "Yeah, they did. There's a whole scene where they like torture this woman and like rip her short open, and the, the bad guys do not not the Samurai Cop, um, <laughs> kind of <thing>. like <laughs> just. I don't want people to think the the good guy with the long hair who can't act and and the the black tight underwear is the uh, the guy who's beating the shit out of this woman. Um, but like when I'm watching it at home on the riff track, they don't say anything during that scene. It gets very awkward during that scene because you're watching a movie and you're laughing along and they're, you know, the stupidity of the movie's happening. And then like all of a sudden they like beat and rape this woman. And you're like, oh, guys, guys, and they don't say anything. They literally don't say anything during that entire scene just because there's no jokes to be made there. Yeah. And, right. And, right. And, you know, the... <laughs> yeah. And then what happens off well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen here that's going to end well. So what happens right. that, so we, so when we saw it in the movie theater, they cut that entire part out, which is was okay because that had been really uncomfortable in the movie theater with like, you know, sixty people. <laughs> it's uncomfortable enough when I'm by myself home watching it while I'm while I was making apple butter. It really would have been really uncomfortable if I was in the theater with Luke and like sixty people we didn't know. So. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, but yeah. It definitely, this movie definitely it fits in that world of like, yeah, because there's just so much to make fun of here, um, and I don't mean, and I'm, I'm hope I'm people don't feel like we're purposely making fun of, but it's the movie's not the like the effects aren't good, the the acting is not technically, good, te- it's technically acting. I want to say, you know, it's not good. Like but I said, ha- Haggerty is good in it. Haggerty, Haggerty is the yeah. yeah. He's the you know. I mean, they they got Haggerty and they put his name right on top because he was the pro involved. And Mom isn't bad playing you know, playing her role and taking her clothes off or whatever. But everybody at like Grandpa in the wheelchair is fucking horrible. It's just the worst. <laughs> it's the worst you know Nazi accent ever. It's and it comes and goes. There's points where he's talking where I was just like, wait, he just lost the German accent there for like yep. 10, 15 seconds fully. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's 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 one of those movies to let it unfold and just go, what the 
fuck is going on here? But now we've sort of ruined that for you, so you can choose what. No, you, it's still it's still there. It's still what the yeah, fuck. I mean, it. yeah, it's, it's, you have to see it to believe it. Some of this stuff, you're like, this can't be right. Oh shit, it is. You know, kind of. Thing. <laughs> uh, it's all so, in there. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Oh, and just to close the loop, it was gimbals. The gimbals. Gimbals. That's where. That's where. That's where Beverly loves to shop. Gimbals. Because any any Goldberg fans out there will remember when Erica got the job working at Gimbals. Yes. She has the employee discount, and so Beverly was constantly abusing her to get the employee discount. Yes. Oh my God, (laughs) gimbals! I totally. I was thinking I couldn't come up with this spell. Yeah, this isn't Gremlins. It isn't Critters. Even though the box might. Make you think it's in that vein. Yeah, yeah. This is uh... there's there's only one elf. I mean, I guess at the end, were they trying to tell us that maybe the elf and her co- did consummate their relationship yes. or something? Yes, that's that... the, yeah, because it's it's the fetus. So I can only assume when Willie ran back to go get the stone from Haggerty, that they did the deed, so to speak. And then she's like, "Well, whatever. I'm tired of you now. I'm going to stab this crystal in the ground and blow you up." <laughs> or, but know, or I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what the hell was going on with all the the filters and crap. On yeah, <laughs> right. That's what I'm watching. saying. It was so muddy, and and then, but the way the fetus looked, it also looked like it could be underground. And I'm like, is there just another? Because because that one just sort of burst up out of the woods there, where it had been gestating or whatever, laying in wait. So I was like, is this another out? Like, okay, there's another one you know forming under the under the under the forest for the next generation to try again or is it in her womb or i mean it made more sense if it's in her womb because that's a much more you know bum 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 ending yeah well you know i mean this movie unfortunately raises more questions than it answers quite frankly (laughs) yeah Well, without hang on, hang on. without there's, there's trying to, <laughs> right? But there's another one that, that this, this, and this, this is important that we have to make sure that people understand, like because Dad and I talk about this all the time on the on uh, Bots, Bugs, and Babes, right? Like if you're gonna do something, can you have some consistency to it? Like when we're watching like Land Unknown, the the number on the side of the helicopter in the stock footage is the same as the number of helicopter in the footage they actually shot. Like everything, like you you can be consistent stuff. So you know when he when when. Uh, he goes to the he asks the librarian about the book on the occult and he's referred to section six six six, right? And you're thinking like, okay, it's a bad joke. Well, yeah, because in the American Library System, using the Dewey Decimal uh, classification, books on parapsychology and the supernatural would be re- reserved in one thirty. Uh, section six 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 is actually for ceramics and allied technologies. Oh, um, so that must have been his major in college because he went yeah. in there and he's like. I remember this book from college that I read yeah. on symbols. Yeah. Do you know where it is? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. But uh, but in like but in ceramic and alloyed technologies, I just uh, I just like I don't know. I'm just saying alloyed <laughs> just seems weird. And you're probably yeah. the first person who's checked that since this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> unless know. you know, unless a librarian ri- randomly saw it, could just rifle that out of their head, you know. Yeah, but you know, I, get, I just, I just imagine, furious. I, I just, uh, I just, yeah, I just imagine a librarian angrily ejecting the tape from the VCR and saying, "I'm returning I'm this right that's, now." That's the, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the line that she draws when they fuck with yeah. the three decimal system. Like no, the good no people, the good the people at video galleries, 
Yeah, Nazis, <laughs> incest, whatever. I get those in my har- Harlequin romances, but none of this like library abuse. <laughs> yeah, it's like the good if, people at Movie Gallery will be hearing about this. I assure yeah. you that, sir. <laughs> there should be a librarian trigger warning at the beginning of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you guys I, I work. I see. I worked as a I worked as a library technical assistant for a few years. Librarians are pretty high strung sometimes. This yeah. has also this has also the movie trope where somebody does something that you should never do in reality is shush somebody who's talking to themselves. He's having his you know inner mo- monologue on the outside in the library, and a girl turns around like shh. It's like no, you probably shouldn't shouldn't shush the person who's. I, I well, I love that Haggerty shushes her right cigarettes back. Cigarettes in the what? Haggerty yeah. shushes her right back. Yes, yes, I like that. I, 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 I almost felt that that might have been something he did on stage, just to, yeah. like, improv. It felt like something that he just added because it felt <laughs> too natural for the script. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Script. Those that's words in quotation. That's a very well, strong word to quote, use here. The the paper they used yeah. to guide the movie. <laughs> I mean, again, maybe I was getting a little distracted with my. Uh, you know, uh, Dan Haggerty extended universe, but it almost is. You ever like watch a movie and like a character feels like they've wandered in from a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of get the feeling here. Like there's this hard boiled, you know, cop on the edge story about this guy. And now it's like Nazi elf hybrid, you know, yeah. <laughs> Na- Nazi elf Christmas story. <laughs> yeah. The more you say it, the, you notice how sometimes when you say something over and over again, it becomes, Less ridiculous. This is not one of those. Cases. It doesn't help with this. Yeah, you can talk about this all you want. It's not gonna, it's not gonna fit into the the pet the hole correctly. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how much banging you do. This ain't getting in there. So. Yeah. Oh, Gravy. So. This movie is in a shape that they teach you in geometry class. It's sort of a collection of of lines. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, what is it? It's like, uh, what is it? The uh, the line and the dot, right? The line. Oh, you guys dot. remember that? You remember that that cartoon, the line and the dot? Oh my God, vaguely. And that and the the dot is she she likes the squiggle, and the squiggle can't make oh, himself yeah. into any shape, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a line. It's called the the line and the dot. A a romance in lower geometry, I believe, is what its full name is. Yes, I remember it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this the, very Don like a Math Magic Land level kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that this. Plus FYI. <laughs> I was going to say that this, this is some weird math shit right up in here. That's what that is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. But anyway, okay. but uh, talking about can't take a shape. Now, I'm on Amazon right now. There is another movie called Elves. Yes. Which is available on DVD, but that's not this movie from Elves. The yep. only option to buy Elves on Amazon is on VHS, appropriately enough. Even so though this is totally YouTube, not... This, yeah, just watch it on YouTube. This is totally not a horror rack hanger-on, because I never saw this cover. No, never. I, I no. never heard of it before I found it on YouTube. Okay, but, so I'm going to be uh, honest with you. The the other version of Elves, because I, I, I saw that come up, and I was like, oh, let me... And I clicked on it, and I was like, this, I thought this was supposed to be in the 80s. Okay, it's like 2018. The other version of Elves, the trailer looks worse than this movie, though. Okay. So, um, at least I'm gonna be honest with you. At least this movie, they like, and again, it's made in the 80s for like a dollar 87. 
Like the elf doesn't look good. Um, the acting is not great. Like the story is moronic. Like, okay, fine. But at least it doesn't look boring as shit. Like <laughs> the other movie did. Um, Cause I watched trailer. I'm like, wow, that looks really fucking boring. Thank God I'm watching this shitty version. This movie instead of that shitty movie. Um, I'm just saying, you know, kind of thing. Because again, what's the cardinal sin? You can you can have you be super cheap on effects, all the other stuff, but just don't be boring. Yeah. And I'm going to guarantee you this: when I say to you, when we say to you that about there's an incestuous relationship between a father and a daughter to create an offspring that's supposed to mate with an elf to create a an elf-human hybrid Nazi assassination army. Whether or not that is like, well, like, oh, I don't really want to see that. It doesn't sound boring at all. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just, just astounded saying. by this this new version of elves. Frequently brought together is elves, then Mrs. Claus, where it's like a zombie Mrs. Claus wielding a, an axe. Hmm. And then all the creatures were stirring, which has like a Christmas ornament that's broken with like yeah. a monster inside of it. It's like, yeah, who knew there was this whole subsection of modern direct-to-DVD crap horror that's all Christmas-themed? All the creatures that, all those creatures stirring was a movie that we were supposed to, it had a lot of buzz about it, and it was supposed to come out, come out, it was like waiting, 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 and we're like, I'm like okay, and I was, I was ready to like pre-order these things, and I start reading about it, and I'm like, this sounds like shit. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta light up that red box at Christmas time, man. That's right. You gotta light it up, man. Fill Absolutely. it right up with, with movies, you know. Yeah, well. You put Just a Christmas saying. story in there and all the classics, but then you got to have Mrs. Claus stirring up all the elves in her pot. It's like zombie strippers. Anyway, yeah. it's like almost a good idea. So <laughs> I do liquor stores and stuff like that. Anyway, all right, folks. So, yeah, uh, you're not going to be able to find this movie on DVD. So go check it out on YouTube where it's free. Um, the copy is hard to watch because, uh, well, it's the movie. And it's uh, also pretty dark. Um, but th there's no better version. There's two different versions up on YouTube as of we, as of this recording. They are the exact same rip from some tape somewhere um, that someone decided that, hey, this is a good idea. We put this up online. I'll get a lot of hits that way. <laughs> so anyway. Well, I say, <clears throat> as I said before we started recording, it's better than Hereditary. Well, yeah. I mean, even it, even if it is yeah. sort of like sort of similar to Hereditary in themes of passing down genetics to get the ideal vessel, I would say yeah. skip Hereditary and go for uh, if you yeah. if that's what you need, go for elves. Yeah, elves. Is if if you got the two sitting there. next to each other, go yeah. for the elves. This is significantly shorter than Hereditary as well. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has more boobs too. Yes. Yeah. And and more Dan Haggerty, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is not it's definitely more uplifting. <laughs> despite yeah. all the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> despite all the despite all the Nazis. More uplifting than Hereditary. Put that on the on the eventual DVD release box. <laughs> right there. Writer director Jeffrey Mandel, reach us on email. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of email, do we have one? Speaking of email, if you want to write, if you want to talk to Fuck. the vault, 
You can reach us at freakvault at gmail.com. That's freakvault, all one word, at gmail.com. And we do, in fact, have an email. Holy shit. Fortunately, I keep forgetting about, and it's been forever. It's been like two months. It's been a while. And uh, it's been a while. while. (laughs) But uh, so I have. um, So we have two emails, actually. Fucking two of them. Well, this one I don't believe we've read, so I'm going to just read this one. This is uh, this email comes from Josh Ginter, and it is entitled "The Gate Episode." So we're back a little bit. He says, "Hey, Freakazoids." Hi, folks, this is Jack Valeni, president of the MPAA. Well, we're one line in and I've got sidetracked. Josh writes, hey, another awesome episode. Thanks for doing these. Just wish they were more frequent. We are only four men, Josh. We can only do. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Have any of you seen Beyond the Black Rainbow? And if so, what did you think of it? Uh, I've heard of the Beyond the Black Rainbow. I think what he's talking about, it came out a few years ago, and it's a super trippy, psychedelic, mind-bender type of movie. Yep. With with uh, very very eighties type throbbing music. Okay. Well, it, he does kind of get into this. He says, "I watched it last year late one night, and well, I'm not sure what I think about it. It felt a bit like Cronenberg's seventies work, for example, Shivers or Rabid, with a oh. mix of Kubrick. But I felt like it was a very slow burn. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to check that out because I, I yep. don't have an answer for you, Josh. Okay, I'm gonna be honest right here. I went to I went to the IMDb page and read it, and I've seen this cover before. I've never seen the movie. It says more like this, Mandy 2018, which sucks, and Suspiria 2018, which sucks. So I'm not saying this movie sucks, but they're suggesting two sucky movies with it. I mean, Hereditary is not on here. Is Hereditary on here? Uh. No, thank God they didn't. They didn't. They didn't suggest hereditary as well. But like literally, um, so it must be pretty trippy if you're going to put Mandy and that's, Suspiria as your. Well, that's what I'm saying. I like. I I haven't seen Mandy, but I like Suspiria, and I like slow burn trippy stuff. So so I'm guessing it's in that yeah. category because those other two are. That's what. You know, Mandy's like, it's Nicolas Cage versus Satanic bi- Bikers, but every report I've heard from anybody who's ever seen it has been like, it's a it's a slow-paced movie, you know? It's a, yeah. it's, it's a lot of uh, atmosphere. Yeah. And the there was a... They, the other movie they suggest along, like, on, like, movies you might be interested in are movies that make, to me, more sense. The movies I actually like. Um, uh, the Void from 2016. If you haven't seen The Void, it's a pretty good movie. I was just uh, trying to think of that. That came out around the same time as yeah. The Black Rainbow, and it was sort of being jostled around. But that yeah. was more like a John Carpenter sort of thing, yes. though. But yeah. but trippy. But it also has movies like Altered States, uh, In the Mouth of Madness, Under the Ooh. Silver Lake. So um, I mean, again, I've heard it, good it, things just... about that too, Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just recommendations that they say these are movies that are people who like this movie tend to like that movie. Um, I haven't seen it, uh, you know, as as um, well. Some people know this kind of thing. Like 
when after you kind of kind of like if we have a run of like we watch some movies, I'm like, God, that movie sucked. God, that movie sucked. Like I will take a break from watching movies for a little while because I need, kind of need to like just kind of like walk away and then make sure I watch something that's good. So I get back and have like, oh, yeah, I like watching movies. Like if I'm sitting here killing an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, however long Suspiria was um, and like uh, Hereditary, you know, kind of like I don't want to watch movies anymore. You know, kind of yeah. thing. So, I mean, well, I hope it's good. If it's, if it's yeah. good, great. You know, we'll check it out. So. Judging by my chemical history, I think I might be the one who might be more conducive to this. <laughs> and my lack of chemical history. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Josh continues. He says, oh, as for more. suggestions, <laughs> yes, a little bit more. He goes, why not cover some Cronenberg since I mentioned him? My favorite is probably The Fly, but Shivers and Rabbit but are very interesting too. Well, we did do video drones. We have done a Cronenberg film. Yeah. Um, I just found out on the, while I was on the can before we recorded, <laughs> I was leafing through my psychotronic film guide, video guide. And there was a David Cronenberg movie that was about race car drivers called fast company. Huh. Like 1978. Hmm. I'd never heard. And it's like a hmm. racing movie. It's about a race yeah. car Sweet. driver. Never I'll knew that. that up. Yeah. But I, I would be down for doing any Cronenberg. I love David Cronenberg movies. You know, I would do stuff like I, anything. Dead Ringers is technically a horror movie, but The Fly is a the fly classic. The Fly yeah. is classic. Gotta love that. I, I fly, love, Rabbit, Rabbit. Brood. I love stuff like The Brood is another one that I love. You know, the Brood's got yeah. some serious 70s vibe going for it. Which is the, which is the one that is, is Shivers? It, it shivers, shivers the one in the apartment building. Yeah, yeah with Marilyn Chambers. Yeah. Yep. That's classic. Yeah. Well, no, no, uh, shivers yeah. is not Marilyn Chambers. That's that's rabbit is Marilyn Chambers. Shivers rabbit, is shiver is the one. I forgot her name. She was in um, the Crazies. Uh, she was the one who eventually starts losing her mind when he he puts her inside the brick to hide her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's in that one. That's that's the then the, that's that's shivers and then. Um, yeah, because okay, Marilyn Chambers is – because that's the whole point. Marilyn Chambers is, is the pornos that – where, where she, in the movie, when she goes down the street, there's all the pornos are being played are her movies, uh, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, but, yeah, so actually I just just actually just pre-ordered the Soska Sisters, just did their their remake of, of Rabbit. I got it coming on Blu-ray because I can't see it anywhere else. So I did not but, like the trailer for it. Like I saw the trailer for it, and I didn't mm-hmm. like the way it looked but I felt the same way about the Suspiria trailer when I saw it, so I guess I'll have to... I'm going to be honest with you. The Soska sisters have never let me down. Like, the 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 every one of their movies I've seen, I've really enjoyed. You so, see, I, I, I've, I've heard bad things about them, but then, like, now I've heard... Now you and both Thomas DJ, who does the Honeywell Experiment mm-hmm. with me, have both... Both, so I, I, I try, I'm going to have to check out some of their movies because I trust yeah. both of you guys. I, mean, I, I, I enjoyed their movies. Again, this movie might not be on that level. Who knows? But I mean, I've enjoyed everything. Even when they did um, uh, what's, what's the one with Kane's The Killer, Lou? Remember? The Seen uh, No Evil. The Seen No Evil 2. They were that one. But like they did a bunch of other movies. And I'm like, these are good. Like, I mean, even Dad liked them. You know, kind of thing. I like. So when, they're, when their name's attached to something, I'm willing to give it a shot because they are uh, you know, they kind of push the envelope the, in, in a way that's not going to be like, what are mm-hmm. we watching? You know, kind of thing. So, but anyway, so but, is there uh, more? But, <laughs> yes. Josh has one more, one more piece here. Jeez. He says, or movies based off of HP Lovecraft. Granted, this is probably a small list. Laters signed Josh. Well, now we did just do one 
loosely Re-animator. adapted from HP Lovecraft with Reanimator. So I'd be down with that. Do more Lovecraft. I uh, for October this year. From Beyond from- was the first one I was thinking of as well. But like th- back in October of 2019, I did some horror reading and I ended up reading some uh, um, uh, some uh, some Lovecraft. And uh, what was the one I loved? The Whisperer in the Dark, which that would, I don't know how in the world you would ever adapt The Whisperer in the Dark into a movie, but man, that is a creepy novella if you ever get a chance to read that one. I read that on Hoopla. Uh, it's uh, very, yeah. very rare that anything by Lovecraft gets it's on the screen without being heavily, heavily adapted. <laughs> well, you know what's way. funny is that, um, is that, uh, um, you know, we, we talk about him a lot on here, uh, or at least I do, mostly me. Charles Band was supposed to do uh, what Mouth Over Innsmouth. That yeah. was the that that famously is the one he called the one that got away that they never got to do at Full Moon. It's that's the cover to the uh, the issue of Cinefantastique magazine that has the big article on Charles Band on it is uh, the the fish girl from uh, Mouth Over Innsmouth. Well, and got, there was a bit. Col- Oh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. We got Color Out of Space coming out. Yeah. So there, there's some Lovecraft out there. It's, a, it's tough. You know, I, I said this on, I think on the Reanimator episode that, you know, my personal favorite adaptation of Lovecraft was when I read, uh, you know, Pickman's model for The Vault, just because I love Pickman's model so much. But I wouldn't be down even doing like, because, you know, Lovecraft, some of those, some of his stuff has been adapted into comics. Uh, mm-hmm. Pickman's model is a great example. I th- want to say it's Tower of Shadows number nine. Tower of Shadows was a Bronze Age Marvel horror book, which primarily was reprints, but they did have some uh, some some new stuff as leads. And they did a comics adaptation of Pickman's model, which is really quite neat. But it stuff was, like that, I'd be down with that too. It was, like Lovecraft's stories directly are like so based on internal monologue and and atmosphere and the and with the the reader doing a lot of the imaginative work about like any monster you know a lot of things are like you know then he saw something indescribable you know right or, well, it's like, well i mean so, the whisperer in the dark is a series of letters written back and forth yeah, so I mean, you know, it's like, it's, how do you adapt that? <laughs> right. He and Philip K. Dick are like these two writers that like people who make films love, and they're just hard to do adaptations if you want to like directly adapt it. You have to do what that you know. You have to like turn it into something cinematic and take a lot of this. You know, there's very few Lovecraftian movies that try to just directly adapt a, a Lovecraft story or a Philip K. Dick right. story. Exactly. And they usually have midland success with it, you know. I, yeah, the only well, thought- a lot of, I mean, a lot of times, you know, um, I talked about uh, when did I? I talked about this on. Uh, uh, oh, this this was something I talked about with with John Wilson on all the pouches. Uh, we were talking about Rob Liefeld, but it, uh, it it applies here. The just the the, the concepts, the ideas of lovecraft or dick are you know even if you can't yes. use the stuff around them just yes. the core concept it's like oh um robots look just like humans and somebody has to hunt down robots yeah that are not yep. you know it's like okay that's perfect or like uh what was a flum um you know or, or anything like that or herbert west reanimator he's a yeah. nerdy guy can bring flesh back to life and it's crazy 
that kind of stuff is it, it lends itself well to take that concept and put it into a different setting or change the details around it. Yeah. But the idea, the core nugget idea, is such a brilliant idea that it's like, oh, this, you know, it, it screams to be adapted. Yeah. You know. Right. So, but uh, but no, I'd I'd love to cover more Lovecraft. Like you said, it is a relatively small list. Um, you mentioned earlier on this episode, Chris. You mentioned in the mouth of madness, which is like to me just a great homage to Lovecraft. Right. For it's a it's one of the more of Lovecraftian movies without actually being a Lovecraft movie. Yeah. Yeah. That that's like a love letter to like every horror author. So like you know yeah. Lovecraft and King and Kuntz and all those guys get that. That's kind of the the movie way back. Uh, such a way back machine to the first year of the vault. You can find that episode. I think that's just me and Honeywell. Nero, <laughs> I don't know if you were on that episode. I missed yeah. a couple from the Carpenter yeah. stuff that we did, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, but that but again, Josh, thank you very much for the email. Um, uh, that that generates some discussion. So we'll save the next email is a little bit longer. We'll save that for the next time. I'll write myself a note here with a. I'm even gonna. It's just like Crow. Oh, Breach Hall, all die. Even had it underlined uh, to remember the, <laughs> to do this. But uh, but again, if you would like to get in touch with us, besides getting in touch with us on on Facebook, um, uh, just on the Two True Freaks uh, podcast group page, you can always email us freakvault at gmail.com. I will um, do try to do better about making sure we actually read the emails. I promise. <laughs> but you know what happens when a podcaster makes a promise? Well, <laughs> I'll say this: we've got one email, so whoever that is, they know who they know who's they know their emails coming up. It's you, yeah. <laughs> whoever you are. <laughs> oh boy! So, any any last thoughts on on elves? That we can, you know, no. keep into just not saying, <laughs> what the actual... You know? <laughs> yep. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it filled me full of the Christmas spirit. Yep. This as movie, long as you don't get went... filled up with a little, uh, you know, elf embryo, you know, kind of thing. Oh, you got filled <laughs> up with a little bit of the elf in you, did you? Yeah. Got a lot of elf and jizz, and so we're good. <laughs> you've heard of Elf on the Shelf... What if, what if, what if instead of him only fighting Christmas monsters, he only fights tiny creature monsters? So like he fights uh, leprechauns and he has always to be basically, all, it's basically Dan Haggerty versus the little people. He's sort of like the anti-Darby O'Gill. Oh my god. Anti-Darby O'Gill, but he still has to go around be a mall Santa. Like he ends up in a town. It's you know got the. Like this really strong Irish American town. Oh, the little people from the old land have come over. Yeah, and actually, some of them, some of some of the people he defeats, he recruits, and he has an elf squad now that help him elf fight. Elf squad. Elf yeah. squad. And like, that can be a like spin-off. In color. In color. <laughs> in color. It's like what do you call? It's like prep and landing. They have yeah. to be there, people. So they go Santa. <laughs> So, yeah. Disney beat you to it. Sorry, Honeywell. Uh, <laughs> they own it all anyway. It doesn't matter. It you come right. up with an idea, write it down in a journal, they own it somehow. I'm not sure how that works. Gri- yeah. Grizzly Adams versus the Gnome Mobile. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, boy. Yeah. Visit our website at 2 
Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Hi, I'm Dan Haggerty. You know, if you ask me, nature's pretty damn cool. You got trees, you got water, you got more trees. But there's nothing better, and I mean nothing better, than a cool Haggerty smoke. Haggerty smokes give me exactly what I'm looking for, and that's a kick-ass buzz. Now, you can get Haggerty smokes in your grocer's freezer department. So you pick up yourself a pack. They're totally tobacco-free. I wouldn't worry about the legalities. And the next time you're out in nature, look me up and let's get buzzed together. I'll be looking for you. I'm Dan Haggerty for Haggerty Smokes. Rockin' baby. (laughs) Bring your old lady, too.